kill you in truth. With... <laughs> oh, you know, I didn't see you coming. I didn't. I actually. You gotta hide, man. You can't let them see you coming, man. It's like cam want... camouflage condoms. I want you to. I'm sorry. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> I got the. No, I got it. I eventually got it. <laughs> like camouflage condoms you can't say. i got it um like and subscribe we got jokes for days comment people love you in the comments no they do they love they love the nadester in the comments there Nady, Nady, Nady poo hey you know with the excitement of the um avalanche and the nuggets and it was an amazing night last night mckinnon overtime winner two games in a row with an overtime winner and Jokic hitting that crazy shot to uh win the game um and you can arguably say that they're the two best players in the world right now at their sports, both playing here in Denver. Nate, how much pressure does it put on the Broncos? Let me stick uh, to football here for the most part. How much pressure does it put on a team or other professional athletes when the other professional athletes in town are having a tremendous amount of success and you're not? Does, does it feel a little bit like in high school, like if one team's doing better than the other team, you know, that sort of thing? First of all, pressure is a privilege, right? Um, but um, I think this is a unique town where that dynamic is playing out because this is a Broncos town. And so it's always been the Broncos um, town. And so even if the other teams were having some success, it was like, oh, little guy, look at you, man. You're doing good. <laughs> good job. Keep working, man. You know, you'll get there. But now it's. It's clearly, uh, I, I think the balance has shifted, even though the interest is still in the Broncos and we still pay more attention, I guess, to the fate of the Broncos. They've been bad for so long that it's just, it's it's hard to deny that uh, the Broncos are now almost, you know, the little brother when it comes to prowess and skill and success. And Sean Payton has to use that, I think, probably as a motivating tactic to to his team. Like, look at these guys. You know, I mean, he 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 went to Nuggets games last year with Russell Wilson, famously leaning over and, and, and show him stuff, showing him stuff on his phone. But those guys are very aware of it. I don't know how much they watch hockey, but especially basketball. There's a crossover. A, a, no pun intended. You know what I mean? There, there's gotcha. a crossover there. Uh, like a lot of football players played basketball in high school. Yeah. I did. You know what yeah. I mean? So there's yeah. definitely a connection with, with that sport. I remember when I played here, it was really exciting when Allen Iverson oh, came yeah. to town. Yeah. 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 And a lot of football players were in awe of Allen Iverson. We were out a couple times out at the club. And Allen Iverson was there and was like, all of a sudden there was a bigger celebrity in town than anybody on our team. Right. And all the gir girls wanted to talk to AI. And we were like, hey, man, I mean, that's, you know, I don't know if Nikola Jokic is having the same effect on the ladies out at the club. Uh, but um, no, nah, man, it's, 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 they definitely notice it. They definitely see it. And they definitely are probably a little jelly. Yeah, you know, Russ has actually said, especially about the Nuggets, how he's, you know, championship habits. And, you know, there were some really cool things during that five-game win streak. One of them was Russell Wilson going to a, a Nugget game or two, in fact, more than one or two, and the response he got from the crowd. If Russell <laughs> Wilson sat courtside tonight for the Nuggets game, would he be cheered or booed? I think it'd be more like, oh, like feel like sorry a, for him. A little so bit. it'd be sympathy, like, oh, nice, yeah, nice try. I don't think anyone would boo him at this point. Nice. Hey, Russ, nice try, man. Yeah, you know, good, good effort, good effort. 
It was pretty loud for us, man, because he he did go to uh, a Nuggets game in the middle of all of it and uh, the winning streak, and it was loud. Like it was like people were hyped, people were excited, but boy, oh boy, the NFL. You know that's the one Things thing about quickly. You know, Nate and uh, like John Fox used to say, uh, "You're always a two game losing streak from being fired," mm. and it's it it can turn on you like that. It can. But then, like you said, pressure, something about pressure. You pressure's said a privilege. Pressure's a privilege. Pressure's a privilege. And what's the other cliche there? Pressure makes diamonds, something like that. Yeah. And and there really is nothing else like football. There isn't. There's there's nothing that there's that much buildup and that much put into a game. Never yeah. mind two games. So when you win five games in a row, man. It must feel like you're unstoppable in football. I don't know if you've ever been part of a winning streak that long, but it's got to feel great when you're winning five games in a row. Yeah, it is. And and you do that by not thinking about it like that. You know, you, you think about it, The it's cliche. There's a lot of cliches and they become cliches because they're often true. And this one is you take it one game at a time and you each opponent, you give them your best shot and you play to win the game. Like, you know, um, you can't treat every game like a Super Bowl, but you treat every game as 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 the most important thing in front of you. And you start to believe in your routine and your process. And that's why, like, you know, a winning streak can happen is because, look, we did it this way last week. It resulted in a win. We'll tweak it a little bit, but just keep doing what we're doing. And then you and then you catch on to something, whether it's a little bit in the routine or the schedule or you know, the way you're practicing or or just the feeling in the locker room or the health or the lifting the regiment or whatever it might be. You got guys moving in the same direction and starting to believe in it. And that's part of it, too. The belief that what you're going to do is going to work. And I think that's why this this game is pretty important. We talked about that before. You want to believe that, you know, benching Russell Wilson was the right move and that you can win without him out there. He was, you know, instrumental in those five games mostly in the fourth quarter he didn't play lights out or anything but he was your quarterback and he got you these wins and so can we win without him and that's a question these guys have to answer we will uh be having a watch along just kind of like this though just at our own homes for the game and nate i hope you can join for the whole thing or part of it or whatever makes sense in your own personal life but you know it'll be interesting to sort of watch along and talk about it as it goes and um and we had fun doing the the big watch longs, but it's it's crazy. Now that I think about what it took to pull those off, I'm amazed that we could pull any of them off because <laughs> it really it really does take a, a crazy amount of things coming together. But as as the season wraps up, <clears throat> we'll be watching the game um, and reacting to it, and and then we kind of go from there. So if you were to characterize this season, because the specifics of the game are really hard to measure, because I just don't know what to expect. I don't know who the Raiders are going to play, who they're not going to play. Same with the Broncos. I, I know they're talking about, you know, it's like semi-pro winning the Mega Bowl, you know, fourth place, you know, ninth win, you know, the trophy's 12 feet high, you know, all that sort of stuff. But when when it comes nut-cutting time, you know, and, and are you really going to play are, – are, are you really going to put Cortland Sutton back in the lineup who's been dealing with concussion issues? Are you really? Seriously? Are you going to play Mims, who has a hamstring injury, who's one of your starting Pro Bowl players? Or, or are you really just going to be a little bit smarter with it? And, and we'll, we won't know yet because the coaches still want that competitive advantage. They don't want to give it away. But I, oh, well, we'll see. We'll see on game time how it all meshes itself out. But if you were to characterize this season, 
exclude this last game. Let's just say it's an eight and eight season. Okay. Let's leave it there. How would you characterize the season for the Broncos? Well, I had an NFL Europe teammate named Greg Zolman, who was a left-handed uh, quarterback from Vanderbilt. He was the quarterback uh, before Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler took over after Greg Zolman left. Played with Greg Zolman, NFL Europe. Uh, I was out there when he proposed to his girlfriend, right? And uh, they ended up getting married, getting divorced. Whatever. Of course! But they, had a, they had a jumbo. They got engaged on the field? No, no. While she was out there visiting... Oh, uh, right, Dusseldorf. Right. She was staying with us at the Relexa Hotel, and um, it wasn't. It, it was a doomed marriage from the start. Um, why was I, it? Why was it a doomed marriage from the start? Well, because he didn't know her that well. Like I, I, I felt I barely knew. I didn't know him that well, and I felt like he was reaching. I felt like he was jumping the gun a little bit there, proposing okay. to this girl, and then I didn't get a great feeling about her. I mean, for example, all right. While we were staying at the Dussel, at the Relexa Hotel in Dusseldorf. We were all there, right, in this hotel. And some of the guys like to stay up late playing dominoes and uh, slapping dominoes, bang, on this com in this communal room right outside of some of the rooms. Greg Zolman's room was right next to this communal area where they slap in dominoes. It's, yeah. And he couldn't sleep sometimes. And he'd ask him to keep it down. And they had a hard time doing that. Well, this girl came to town, right? And uh, they were laying there one night, bang, slapping the dominoes. And she's like, Greg, you have to do something about that. And he's like, what am I going to do? They're my teammates. You know, I've asked them. And. So the next day, while we were all at practice, this girl tiptoes out into the uh, no. communal room and steals one domino, one domino. Wow! So that night, when wow. the fellas when the fellas sit down at the at the table and wash out the bones, and everybody chooses seven, 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 one guy gets six. Where's wow. the other? Where's the other domino? And um, they couldn't find it, of course. So they go to the security cameras. And no. They, yes, and they see. Greg Zolman's future ex-wife tiptoeing out, grabbing the domino, going back. So they go to his room, knock on the door like, Greg, we know you got the domino, so give it up. No you way. Know, and so that caused some tension on the team, and uh, that had to be figured out. Anyway, that that relationship ended in divorce. He met a new lady, right? And and they got married in the Hamptons at uh, Roy, yeah, Roy Lichtenstein's estate. He was an artist. Uh, and the widow of Roy Lichtenstein gave a speech at the wedding. This is I'm getting to my point here. No, it's and, great. Uh, and uh, her speech was like this. Today was great. It was started off cloudy and then the clouds went away and it was sunny and then it got really hot and then the breeze blew in and then there was a light rain and then the clouds parted at the end and now it's sunny. That's what I feel like this sun uh, this season has been like. <laughs> Roy Lichtenstein's great. widow's speech about Greg Zolman's second wedding. All right. It was started off. Classic story. Classic, ex classic example. Boy, if, if I just could have a nickel for every time I heard that story. Started off stormy. The clouds parted. It was sunny for a while. <laughs> then it got real windy and some lightning struck. And then, you know, it ended up OK. Yeah, I, I think I think that's probably a fair. And, and there's some casualties in that story, like Zolman's first wife, which yeah. probably is Russell Wilson, you know, and. And while while there might be a clearer path in the future for the Zolmans, you got to leave some collateral damage behind, and and likely that's Russ. So, um, to think that the Broncos won't have a chance to be a 500 or better team next year, I think is silly. I think they absolutely will be in that position. A lot of people are like, ah, they're going to suck. Just eat the 85 million this year and just move on. And I think that's silly. They, well, they, don't, they, isn't that going to depend on who the quarterback is? I think they could get more or less the same production 
out of Jared Stidham or uh, frankly, a lot of different dudes than they got overall that they got from Russell Wilson. I, I think if they were playing with guys who were just a little bit more consistent, they would have more leads more often and you wouldn't need crazy heroic fourth quarter come from behind quarterback play. Now I'm not telling you you're getting to uh, you know, the Super Bowl or anything. And I don't even know if you're going to get to the playoffs, but, but I so firmly believe when you need a quarterback, how to acquire one. I so believe in that philosophy. Perhaps I am a little bit biased, but I I'm committed to that. I believe that in my heart more than basically anything I believe in sports. And so, which is crazy, right? So to me, this is an absolute no-brainer what they should do. And anything less than that to me is failure. So I don't really view it the same as, oh my God, what's going to happen? It's only three wins next year. I don't because it doesn't really matter to me. Because if you don't have the guy, Nate, it doesn't matter, period. So I don't really care. Just go get that guy, whoever that guy might be. That's the work that you got to put in. You got to have a a strategy to get him. And then you got to have your football evaluation to get him. And then you just got to bite the bullet and go for it. And hopefully you get a little bit lucky. But you just can't sit around and say, well, you know, nobody's good. So forget it. Maybe next year. That's just pushing the ball down three more years. I'm sorry. But that's just the way it goes. It sucks. And and well, I told you a million times the hit rate's like 36%. So likely, Nate, guess what? Even in my best world, the most likely likeliest outcome is failure. But you still got to give it a shot. The most likely outcome is failure. Go get them, boys. Um, It sucks, man. But that's what makes the NFL so damn challenging, Nate. And I don't think we would have it any other way, right? We wouldn't have it like baseball where just the the richest teams can just buy the wins, basically. This is what's great about football. This is why a team can go from shit to a championship in less than three years' time. It can happen. Well, this brings up an interesting discussion about Sean Payton. Because he clearly has a type when it comes to a quarterback that he likes. Uh, a stand in the pocket, a cerebral processor, defense reading, you know, sees the whole field and takes what the defense gives you type of a guy. Okay. Clearly, Russell Wilson, a nine time pro bowler yeah. who has won 120 something games in his career and won a Super Bowl, been to two, yep. is not his type. They're cutting, they're cutting him because he couldn't adapt his system to meet Russell Wilson's skill set. Right. So correct. Is that going to be also reflected in his search for the next quarterback? Is he going to balk at drafting a guy that doesn't completely fit the bill for him? Is he let me, you know, does he have these crazy standards where he wants a 10 out of 10, like the prettiest girl on campus and anything else is not going to do for him. And, and are we, are we going to watch that sort of unfold? Because what you're suggesting to me is not the Sean Payton approach. Just find a guy that you like and then let's make it work. I'm going to make it work with you. He's got to get, he's, he's, he's looking for Mrs. Mrs. Perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think you're absolutely right about that. And, and this is why I'm worried about in the back of my mind, because this is not the Sean Payton way. I agree with you hundred percent. So what do you think he does then? What, what do you think? What's your prediction? For Sean Payton. And I listen, just because I think this is the best way, you're right. That doesn't mean Sean Payton thinks it's the best way or the way he thinks. And what's true too is if he doesn't have somebody that he believes in, this thing is shit. This thing ain't gonna work because that's how big of a deal it is. 
So if he doesn't really probably agree with what I want to do, what what exactly do you think the next step would be? I don't think Sean Payton would want a guy like Caleb Williams because his Caleb Williams' ego, I mean, Caleb Williams wants to be part owner of a team. He's like floated that idea. Apparently, Caleb Williams' teammates don't like him a lot. He's a very right? egocentrical guy. And he's also, everyone thinks he's awesome. I think Sean Payton wants to get a little credit for making a guy awesome. So I think he's going to get a guy who's maybe not your top 10 quarterback guy and believe that he can, through his expertise and his coaching, make him awesome. Now, who is that guy? Um, maybe a Bo Nix. Okay. Uh, he well, said, I'd be he, fine with that then. That's that's fine. Go ahead. I would yeah. do. I mean, I like him. I, I think he stands in the pocket and yep. deals, right? Sure. That's, I got no what, problem with that. And I think he wants a pocket, a quarterback with good pocket presence that, that's had a lot, a lot of reps under his belt, which Bonus has had. I thought you were going to go more like a Gardner Minshew or try to get Baker Mayfield or, you know, uh, um, more. Well, you're, so you're still talking drafting a guy, though. You're still, I, you, you still think he'll do that? I think he will, and I think he should. Okay. I think he should. I, th I think it buys him some time. I think if he's in this for the long haul, this is exactly what you would do if you wanted to coach for 10 years and, and bounce with two or three Super Bowls. If he's willing to put in this decade of work here, then that's exactly what he should do right now. If he can, uh, he shouldn't kind of try, try to win with Gardner Minshew, try to get to nine or 10 wins and maybe, maybe win a playoff game or maybe win one with Baker. Like, no, no. Try to build, man, because that's why you're here. I mean, you you're letting Russell Wilson go. That was the one of the biggest trades in the history of the NFL, and you have made the decision to move on from that. To right. me, that means you're willing to start over. And so, yeah, draft a guy that you think that you can mold into the into the next big thing. Nate, let's go. I just think you should once you figure out who that guy is. You should move up to get him. You shouldn't just hope to be lucky. And if you do hope to be lucky, you know, it's okay to like another guy too. There <laughs> can be more than one. It doesn't have to be just one guy. I it's like when you do the staccato sentence like that. Yes. It's okay to like you really enunciate each word when you are making a point about quarterbacks. Correct. Because this is how I feel like I need to talk to Mike Evans. Because it's like you're dealing with a child. And it's like, hey, kid, do not put your hand on the stove. I know, like, you guys work for different stations now. But wouldn't it be cool to have, like, grudge matches where you get, like, personalities from the different stations and you sell tickets to it and then you do, like, debates? Like, and you sell, yeah, I mean. I, 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 think, it's, I think it's a great idea. And it's it, it ain't me stopping uh, Mike from talking to me. And it's the other way around, brother. And you know that's for. You, you know, know my number. Cool. You know how to find me, man. I, I ain't hard to find. I ain't hard to find, brother. I'm, I'm, how am I hiding? Mike's not hiding too. No, it's, it's nuts. Mike's. I love Mike. I love Mike. And he's been a great foil over the years in this particular conversation. But, but Mike and Mark too, because Mark Schlereth is part of this too. They have never been more wrong about something so important in their lives than this particular <laughs> conversation. Because Nate, it's literally the only thing the Broncos haven't tried since Peyton Manning retired. They haven't even given the Broncos haven't given it a shot. And I thought, they, I thought Paxton Lynch was uh... no, 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 because he's in he's in the twenties. He's in the twenties. It doesn't. That's not where you do it. Hmm. I mean, do you realize only the Broncos and Browns 
This is one of my favorite stats. Only 11 teams ever in NFL history have drafted quarterbacks in the 20s. Only 11. The Browns and Broncos have done it six times combined. Can you name the six quarterbacks the Browns and Broncos have taken in the 20s? I'll be stunned if you can do it. No, I can't. <laughs> can you name any of them? Um, I mean, Paxton. Paxton? Um, the next one for the Broncos should be pretty easy. Tebow? Tebow? And then Tommy Maddox. You wouldn't get Tommy Maddox. Okay. And then for the Browns, you wouldn't get Brandon Whedon, but he's one of them. Mm-hmm. But the next two you probably could get. Brady Quinn? Yep, one more, and he's a big one. Uh, well, hmm. Johnny Football. Oh, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny hey. Manziel. Hey, man, Money Manziel. Yeah, and now the and and the Browns now have Deshaun Watson, who was the twelfth pick in the draft, right? And that was that was the same year that um, the Patrick Mahomes was drafted. I'm pretty sure he went ten. It was. Deshaun it was. went twelve. It, it's the Glennon Trubisky doctrine. It was in that draft, and the Bears did the right philosophical thing. They moved up one spot. They did the wrong football evaluation thing because they took Mitch Trubisky instead of Patrick Mahomes and, and arguably Deshaun Watson because we did not know about, you know, the strip mall, uh, you know. Massage envy. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't know. We did not know that at the time. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways, um, do you think you, uh, you're you going to join me on Sunday? You want to? Yeah, I'm going to do my best. I haven't discussed uh, the plans for the weekend, but I, I think um, I'm, I'm going to make that happen, man, because. All right, brother. Yeah, um, because that'll be fun. Because um, you know it's a big game in the Raiders and yep. Broncos trying to get a win in Vegas. And uh, what happens in Vegas no longer stays in Vegas. It's going to come home here, and the Broncos are going to have a winning record uh, at the end of the. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. Best thing you're going to do. Uh, well, what's your prediction? Give it to me real quick. I think that I think the Raiders are going to win twenty-three to twenty. I think the Raiders yeah, are actually, win. I actually think the Raiders are going to win this game. Um, and it's um, you know the Raiders are playing for more right now. They're, they are. They're they playing. To, they're playing for their coach's job yep. right now. It, and it they like them. They yep. like coming to work right now, right? Correct. And, Correct. and and if and, and and they learned last time when they liked coming to work with Rich Bisaccia, and it ended with them having to come back the next year to Josh fucking McDaniel's, who made football miserable to, for everyone. Imagine right. you're right. given this gift by God to be the best in the world at what you do, and this douchebag comes in and makes you hate your life yep. playing the game you love. And so they don't want that to happen again. They're playing for their coach's job. Um, and so I think, you know, they're going to be playing a little bit harder. And uh, it's a hard. It's a hard. Like the Broncos know their season's over now. It's sunk in. They're making plans. They are done. And and so it's like, man, uh, how are you going to get up for this game? Uh, they're going to get up for it. They'll find a way. But I think the edge was going to go to the Raiders. And I think they're going to win, you know, 24-18. Yeah, part of me is laughing at the whole, like, uh, well, you know, don't sit your guys because you want to. I think even with their best guys, you know, trying their absolute hardest, you know, this is going to be a tough game to win no matter what. I don't care what the scenario is. The like, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. The, the Raiders really are playing for something. Now, the Broncos are actually five and three since McDaniels got fired, and the Raiders are four and four. But, um, the Raiders just beat the Chiefs. They had a real tough game against the Colts, and they are playing for their coach. Nobody's pl- the players may like Sean Payton. I'm sure he's got guys on the team that like him and respect him, but they're not playing for Sean Payton. Nobody's playing for him. 
they they are playing for Antonio Pierce, no doubt about it. So yeah, the uh, players may like Sean Payton, but they're also super looking forward to not being around him for a while. Uh, and <laughs> look, listen, we're gonna no, I'm out of here. See you, Coach. Uh, have a good off season. Uh, best thing you're gonna do today? Um, I'm gonna write, man. I'm gonna. I'm oh. Gonna, yeah, no, I'm working on some a few ideas, and I'm gonna get get into the weeds with that, That's and awesome. I might might work out as well, and might see some friends later tonight. I don't know. We might go to Home Depot, Bed Bath and Beyond. If, if I you have time, time. if we'll you see. have time, we'll see. Right. we kill your truth. We'll see you on uh, Sunday. See ya. Hello.